Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. From crystals to tarot cards to wands to broomsticks to blessed candles to ornate swords and tents and sticks. The magic cauldron brings life to all your otherworldly tricks. Look them up, don't be shy, that's the magic cauldron, Houston's favorite magic shop. Hey Chantel! Hello! Alright, alright. Jessica, you still there? I'm here. Oh good, okay, we got it, we got it going. Well, look at there. Things can happen correctly. Let's just try to make sure... Let's try to make sure we keep it to under an hour just in case because the last time it shut us off, Chantel. Oh, yeah. It's a bitches y'all taking too long and then just yeah. shut us the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, stop all the gapping and go. <laughs> you know, there are certain shows that I wish I could make that happen. <laughs> I would just like for them to be fast forwarded to the good parts, usually. It's like, can you just move it to the good part and then not have it in the bad parts? Yeah, I've been watching some bootleg versions of The Walking Dead lately, and that's what they've done. They, they, it's the the versions are just skipping, like moving through it really fast. And if anybody still watches The Walking Dead, then you know why that's a good thing. Like I'm so happy it cuts it down from like 42 minutes to 30, and that is quite fine because there's not really much to 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 see anymore. I love the person who created that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Editing your own Walking Dead together so it's not boring. Yeah, that show did not used to be boring. I mean, no, just think it used of that. To if, if we could do that shit with so many things in life, oh my god. Yeah, women would think real. sex was great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, don't you want to make it a little bit longer, not shorten it down? Well, I mean, you know, skipping over the dull parts is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> skipping over the parts where I have to do anything, yeah. <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah, actually, I think Chantel, you were you were thinking from a cisnet. Am I saying the word right? Cisnet female version. It might be different, you know, if it's not yeah. a male involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've kind of Just been. That- I've, I've played both sides of the field, you know, at, at one point or another, and I can honestly say, haven't we? All? There's boring parts everywhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. There's boring parts everywhere. It actually, more depends on the person than exactly on whatever is down below. That's yeah, right. That's, that's true. Yeah, haven't we all? Um. So Jessica, this is your uh, yes. time on with us. It's like a repeat appearance, like on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I, feel, I feel special. <laughs> well, we haven't had very many repeat people, to be honest. We we don't hardly go go back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, I definitely the, feel special then. The puns are just writing themselves. I know that's that's part Jokes of the magic. <laughs> But you have a reason for coming this evening. Why don't you tell everybody about it? I I do. Uh, So last week, my writing partner and I, Jay Mazur, put out our first charity anthology. It's called Open Your Mouth. Congrats. 
Thank you. It's um, a collection of short stories. There's even one poem in there. And um, so the, well, first, let me back up. The reason we did it is because we got super pissed off about all of the politics in Texas. And, you know, we would, I would wake up in the morning and start reading news and I would see a story that just enraged me. So like, I'm like rage. Mm. And I would text it to Jay and be like, can you believe this shit? And then during the day, she'll text me back when she's like, can you believe this shit? So it's just like this escalating bunch of bullshit going on. And um, I was like, look, let's let's do something about it. Let's fuck something up. Let's do something about it. Mm-hmm. And um, we started talking about what we could do. And we're like, we're not rich. And you're not a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like <laughs> I'm a U.S. citizen. Jay is not. So I can vote in elections and do shit like that. But she's like, I could be deported. So I can't get deported right away. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're like, what can we do? What can we do? And we realized, like, well, we have words. Yes. We wanted to organize something um, and be creative about it and then raise money for a, a charity at the same time. And so we had the idea to do this charity anthology so we put out the call for submissions and um, the first anthology we decided to do was centered around uh, women because at the time that was when Texas had come out with their super restrictive abortion law and mm-hmm. just a, a general assault on women's rights. Yeah. And um, so we decided to work on that. So we put out the call for um, short stories, flash fiction, poems even. The feature a strong female character, female identifying character, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, we got some really cool submissions. So we put it together and that anthology is open your mouth and it's out now wherever books are sold. So we had the launch last Friday night, had a really great time talking to our authors. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's where the, that's where it came from. You know, we don't have um, a bunch of money and all the proceeds from the book go directly to the National Women's Law Center. So um, if people aren't familiar with that, they are an organization that um, works on legislation. They work on a grassroots level to um, helping people. So they work on women's issues. They work on reproductive rights, but not just reproductive rights. They also work on um empowering women if you have if you need a lawyer um because you've been harassed or um have an issue they they help you with that they hook you up with lawyers who will help you um and they fight what i really liked about them is that they fight these things these legal battles because those are expensive and it's time consuming and it needs done somebody has to stand up and that's the best method we have right like we have to stand up for what we what laws we want what laws we don't want and I really like that about them. They're a highly rated charity, so they do a variety of work. And, you know, like everything, maybe you don't agree with one thing that they work on, but you can certainly agree on something they work on because mm-hmm. they work on such a broad variety of things. They work with LGBT people. They work with mm-hmm. women of color. They work, you know, mm-hmm. tirelessly to put legislation in place and to fight battles that we need fought. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's awesome. All right. Well, this was a great episode. I'll talk to you ladies later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ordered my copy and I didn't get it yet. But if I um, if I had thought about it, I would have read a little something because I have a small little short in there that I haven't published anywhere before. It was actually a piece I entered in a contest for a museum, mm-hmm. strangely enough, a while ago. And um, it wasn't, unfortunately 
picked, I think I was like, I was, I, w- I don't even remember the place they told me I was, it was a long time ago. It was like, but it's about my divorce. So it was quite an interesting emotional experience for me. So I kind of captured it in words, um, which kind of fit with the theme of who the charity is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you know, I'll say this to both of you ladies then. Um, uh, so one, kudos on using your words to effectuate change because you know that's one of those things where there's we all have different roles we've talked about that before and and everything doesn't have everybody's role is not to be out on the picket line or um or donating money or you know volunteering services or any number of things but if you're if you have a gift of words then that's a good thing you can use and help uh, spread um, awareness for certain causes. So kudos on you for using your skills and gifts towards um, towards implementing the changes that you wanted to see. So some people are going to go and actually lobby for legislative changes, but that's not everybody's role. So that that's that's a good thing. And for you, Chantel, for um, this is another thing when it comes to writing that that uh, I don't think people think about like every story that you create is not necessarily something that's going to be a hit out the park with somebody okay so there's Mm -hmm. you you submitted it to that particular place and they rejected it you know we get rejected all the time but then you can turn right around and use that towards another worthy cause something else so that's why i tell people all the time go ahead and write the story it won't appeal to everybody but you can still use it somewhere else it still will find a home somewhere else you know so it's good to get those out those are just my thoughts. No, I, I totally agree. Jess, do you guys um, have a plan already in place for the next one? Or are you going to continue this charity? Or are you going to move on to a different one? Yeah, so the next book um, is going to be probably next year. Because one of the lessons we learned is that these things, um, you can't just put them together in like five minutes, right? So you have to get good quality submissions you have to edit them you have to get them back and forth to people and then you have to really promote it because we want to make we actually want to get the most money possible for our charities out of these so we're going to work on one at a time the next one will be next year and it will be um benefiting the trevor project so we'll be doing an lgbt anthology um looking for interesting stories um with LGBT characters, not the same old, same old stories, but something new and different um, that celebrates what it means to be um, in the community. So we're excited for that one. We've got the open call out. We've had a few submissions, but um, we'd really like to open it up for a really long period so we can, um, you know, find some really good stuff and and put it in our collection because it's really about putting cool people together that was our favorite thing about this one was putting all the people together and friday night like seeing them kind of all meet each other and interact was really fun so Mm -hmm. we were we were excited about that nice where could people go to find out you know to submit and things like that uh we have a website it's ldm publishing so um you can go there uh we also have a facebook page ldm publishing so all of our calls are on our um on our Facebook, all of our calls are on our website. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I've been planning to put out an anthology since 2019 and still haven't. I got the cover and all the pieces and everything. <laughs> just haven't put it together. So, uh, um, you know, I was I was giving you all kinds of kudos. I don't know if you could could hear that part because we were having some technical difficulties, but kudos on that too for for seeing your project through and going ahead and getting it out there and not pussyfooting around like I have been. Yeah, I have another one myself that I've been messing around with that I just need to buckle down and get done. So I, yeah. I know the feeling, but <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt good to work on this. It felt productive, you know, and um, it feels like we're we're doing something. You know, we're, we're starting on that path to doing something good. You know, activism isn't, I, I mean, you were talking, I could hear what you're saying about act, not everything is about picket lines and protesting and, you know, yeah. not everybody has that skill set, but everybody can do something. Right. So, exactly. so we're, we're happy to do what we can do. Yeah. Very good. Well, and it was fun. We have a lot of really good submissions. So this the anthology has horror it has not horror it has science fiction um it has you know literary fiction it has poetry it has a weird variety of everything that all works together Mm. so it's something Mm. for everybody yeah well what's your favorite piece in it Hmm. i can't really pick a favorite piece (laughs) that would be wrong yeah (laughs) good question (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it was my if it was if I had written them all I would feel okay doing that but I did not write them um I, but yeah it, they're all really good they're all really good it's a trick question yeah I'm just hemming you up <laughs> well it's but it's you know what I love about anthologies is you can pick and choose like you may like this one you may not like the yeah. next one but you know you can just keep going to the one after if you don't care for it you know yeah well not and everybody likes the same thing in a short story or anything else so there's there's a little something for everybody. Right. Yeah. The thing about an anthology is there is variety. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I we had some just really talented folks. I mean, we've got Chantal, we have um, Dr. Joy Kennedy O'Neill, and you know, you were talking about The Walking Dead earlier. So she teaches, she's a professor at Brazos Sport College down in Lake Jackson, and she teaches a zombie literature class and that's actually how i met her i took her zombie literature class so oh, she taught she taught um frankenstein she taught world war z and she frames it all with the idea of um like colonialism racism classism and how zombies were really metaphors for all sorts of things yeah so and excellent class uh, most popular class at Brazos Sport College obviously because why wouldn't it be but right. she's a great person and she's a fantastic writer she's mm. been in um she's been in like major anthologies with like Joe Lansdale and Jonathan Mabe mm-hmm. oh I think she just got kidnapped by aliens yeah it's <laughs> really cool so she's amazing and um I, we were lucky to get her and then you know, so many, just so many talented people. Um, Chris McCauley, who is a comic book artist, and he wrote a story about Mina Harker from Dracula. Um, mm-hmm. He works in the oh, Stokerverse. Cool. So he, he's, you know, he's written for all kinds of comic books. Um, and then, um, you know, it's kind of funny, a really good friend of mine, her name is Jen Schumberg kanky and she is uh, a short story writer and a poet. And we actually went to college together many many moons ago um we we started our freshman year of college together and uh 
if you would have told me in 1993 that I would be publishing one of her short stories in an anthology, I would have been like, you are, where's the alcohol that you have? It must be really good. So, <laughs> so, cause uh, I was a, I was a chemistry major and she's an English major and you know, neither one of us can believe that we both enjoy writing and like to do it now, but it's been really fun to reconnect with her about writing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's a really trusted friend and, and a good person and an amazingly talented writer. We were so lucky to get her too. So everybody is, I mean, um, there's, everybody was a joy to work with. Everybody gave of themselves freely. You know, they're like, no, this is a great cause. We want to help support it. We want to raise money too. And that was really just awesome to see when people come mm -hmm. together to do fun, good stuff, people can do fun, good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of uh, talented writers and fun, good stuff, are y'all going to Write Fest this weekend? I am. I will be doing two things with Write Fest. I'm reading at the reading on Friday night at the Orange Show. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided which piece to read yet. I got to figure that out in the next couple of days. And okay. I'm also moderating the uh, horror panel. So there's a horror writing panel and I'm moderating that. So nice. Is that yeah. going to, is that one? Uh, I know the open mic reading is in person. What about the yeah. panels? Is the that, pa that's virtual, right? Yeah. The panels are all virtual. I think this one is Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. So nice. What about you, Chantel? You gone? Um, I'm probably will go to the in-person. I'm not sure about the online stuff. It just depends. This past weekend, I was pretty slow at the salon, and I had actually a, a mother and a daughter possibly had COVID, so they had to cancel. Oh. So I may actually be pretty busy this coming weekend. So I don't know. But I mean, I'm going to try to get there on Friday because Mel Olga is going to be there. She's my business partner and she's reading. And of course, Jess is reading. And I just want to be there to support everybody. I didn't I didn't sign up to read or anything. I just want to go support. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on the board uh, at Write Fest. So I'm going to try to go to the open mic reading. Um, Ooh, it'll be a party then. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to support, so support though. I'm not reading. We should get together and get the same colored pom-poms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to creep in like a thief in the night and sit in the back and look all mysterious. Are you going to wear a fedora? Because fedoras make people look mysterious. Yeah, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Date you know, yourself. Reference you, Carmen San Diego. Right. Something you guys had said earlier made me consider that maybe more authors need to be into S&M. Think about it. The bondage <laughs> could really help us focus when we write. Think about that. Because that's you know, we need to sometimes be tied down to the fucking computer and ignore everything else. Like we need to find that Zen so that, you know, just to, you know, people want to write, get tied up for a while and see if that helps you write more. What about those of us that are more on the S side? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I would say it's more masochistic for the most part. I don't know right? if any writing sessions that aren't for me, they're fairly masochistic. So Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just saying, if you have a hard time, getting yourself like training yourself to sit still because that's what happens with me i sit down and i'm like yeah i'm into this and then next thing you know i'm standing in front of like the tv holding a piece of peanut butter toast and put you know 
pulling my hair. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, how did I get here? I was just writing. And then That's I put probably. everything down <laughs> and I run back to the computer. And then next thing you know, I'm smelling my dog's butt. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Why can't I stay in front of the computer? That's probably ADHD, Chantel. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe some Adderall. Help yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, maybe if I allowed someone, you know, I could tell my husband like, okay, we're going to try this stuff. See if, we, see if it helps me learn to focus. <laughs> You just get some Adderall and be through with it. Uh, you guys are boring. That's just that's too <laughs> We're just trying to give you medical advice, like not like tie you up and stuff. Hey, if it works for you and you produce a bunch of books tied up, I mean, you, you could literally say, "I wrote this with my hands tied behind my back." So I can get that new that new program where you can just talk your book and it it like writes it for you as you're talking it. Oh yeah, yeah. So that you don't have a gag in your mouth then. No, no gag in my mouth. No, you're, you're not. You're not going all in. Then. Nah, I think I'm gonna just do the um. What is that? The the Twilight movie, uh, S and M movie. What's 50, it called? Fifty Shades. I'm gonna do the Fifty Shades version. Oh, okay, <laughs> the watered down version. Well, look, the best part of that is that you have a billionaire at your disposal. Oh shit! Now I gotta look for one of those. This is <laughs> this is getting harder and harder, you guys. There's billion, there's billionaires of plenty, but I mean, they're creepy and they're all apparently wanting to go to space and buy Twitter right now. I don't know. Like, ah. what are they buying Twitter for? Oh, Elon <laughs> Musk just bought Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. So. How do I not hear these things from people like Mel? I mean, <laughs> she's all over Twitter. You think she would tell me this shit? He keeps saying that it's for freedom of speech, right? Is that yeah. the non-censoring thing? Because th this is not a freedom of speech issue, not from a legal standpoint. But anywho, I guess the censoring aspect of it is what he's talking about. Yeah, mm. he thinks that it's wrong to censor people at all. It's It should be complete free speech. So Twitter doesn't have any right to suspend your account for whatever. I mean, whatever. That's what I don't know. I mean, it <laughs> seems like... It just seems like a big pile of trouble waiting to happen personally, but whatever. I would think I'd have better things to do, but I mean, he has billions of dollars and people to run his company so he can do what he wants, I guess. That's you know, I've never gotten into Twitter. I know Dicey is like, she's on that Twitter and so's, so's Mel. I don't know if you and Jay are into it as much. I just have I haven't been. But... I haven't been since I've been on TikTok, though. Oh, so... TikTok replaced it. So TikTok replaced everything, to be honest. Yeah, hmm. I enjoy watching TikTok. I mean, um, but I could, I would feel real stupid putting anything on it. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm cringy as fuck now, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I owned that we have, that we're old women on here who forget what we're going to say next and stutter a lot and, and have bad audio. I own the fact that I'm cringy on TikTok. <laughs> I often wonder, like, I often wonder, like, wouldn't this be easier to just do a, something like that than even, like, podcasting? Because it would be, like, so much quicker, right? But then I'm like, there's a lot of production that goes into a three-minute video or a two-second video or however long that shit is. I've observed it. I've seen it with my own eyes. It is yeah. hard. Video is a lot harder for me. I mean, like, I will mess it up. I'll look weird on it, and I won't be able to edit it right. At least with audio, I kind of, like, halfway ask to know what I'm doing. But not totally, but somewhat. 
And I, I would have, have the stupidest have Twitter. It would be dumb. It would be so dumb. Look at my cat's paw. Isn't that weird? That would be my Twitter. <laughs> A girl, I guarantee you there's somebody that's probably going to enjoy your cat's paw. <laughs> whatever you think is weird there's some weirdo that thinks it's right. awesome I mean like right. if you think that's the dumbest shit ever there's somebody that's like oh I totally dig your cat's whisker you right. know, like, mm. like, I real, love that though. dishcloth that dishcloth is hot like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't they do all sorts of weird shit I guess so. this is true yeah this is true this is the world we live in people well, I mean what and, are we supposed to do I mean as far as I'm concerned you do whatever you're going to do as long as it's consenting and like the person's an adult and it's, you know, everybody is cool with it. Do whatever you want. Just, you know, don't yeah. involve me in it. I mean, <laughs> I, I have, I, I'm pretty like cool with whatever, but there's just a few things I'm like, mm, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. There's an audience for everything. Yeah. And like, I know, that is super, super good and interesting. And also, I can step back and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So, so if, say, say we went into a serious lockdown pandemic situation again, but like much more serious, and you had to be forced to do some sort of video work, would you, would either of you choose sex work? And if so, what would be your topic of sex work as far as like video or audio or, or um, like just voice? What would you do? You go first, Dicey. Oh, ab- absolutely. I would do sex work. Absolutely. The chick from, um, she calls Batty, Bag- Batty or whatever. She was the ca- cash me outside chick that made it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, that became popular for Dr. Phil. She made $50 million on OnlyFans. Doing you, what? you damn right I would do sex work. You damn oh, right. But what um, does she do? Was she naked? I don't even know, and it don't even matter. I don't care <laughs> if it was. <laughs> I mean, I've been naked and got zero, but disrespect yeah. and, and some bullshit and having to work all the damn time. So, yeah, I, I can get naked for a few thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Why not? Why the fuck not? I think that anything you do, as long as like you're um, down with it, is and somebody wants to pay you for it, more power to them. I like read an article about this girl that um, made herself sick, or she maybe she died because she ate so many beans that she had a stomach explode because she was trying to work up farts to fart into jars to sell them on eBay to people. And I was oh like, oh she she got greedy though, but she made forty thousand dollars in yeah. one month. If she'd have just okay. slowed down, I mean, she'd have been slow okay. Yeah. And I don't right. think she died. She just got sick. And I get sick from just, you know, uh hay fever. I mean, I get sick from from the pollen. So getting sick from making forty thousand dollars off of selling my farts in a jar, big deal. But don't y'all like, think she sharted at I... some point? I mean, I'm just saying. She probably did, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is that she made $40,000 in one month. <laughs> $40,000 to fart in a jar and sell it to some weirdo? Perfect. So that's that's what you're doing? Jessica's going <laughs> to fart in jars? I will fart in jars. <laughs> Dicey's going to get full Monty. Full Monty. I, I tell you what I'll do. I saw these cool videos where they were pouring like honey 
on fruits and different things and they were like rubbing it all in there and like it looked all like seductive i was like yeah food porn but in a, a more porn way i would do that <laughs> that sounds good we got our hustles together <laughs> i gotta say food porn's kind of out for me because that is um that is too close to like so jay and i have a thing where we try to disturb each other and it doesn't really work because neither of us is really disturbable but we um we will send we'll have a porn off and we'll send each other god awful stuff and um sometimes it's like wiener hot like wieners and buns but it's dicks one hot dog buns and stuff or <laughs> like um our favorite is corn if you know us so there's a whole story about corn that i'm sure she's told to everyone um but like all of it it's like let's try to gross each other out with something um and so far we haven't really hit that limit yet Mm. Uh, but we try really hard well i mean dicey and i've done something similar to each other except it was accidental one time like sometimes we go (laughs) we try to dive into like porn rabbit holes and one time i found this video and i know every listener went out there and watched it and was just as scarred for life as she was because i've sent her the video but it was this asian video of this lady who her nipples were the size of like mason jars and she was getting like penises in her nipples it was insane wait what yes (laughs) it's the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah but um, look yeah. even even the shows now will go there well you don't even have to go down the rabbit hole of, of googling anything uh what's that show that uh brand new cherry flavor remember yes the, the, the woman was was see this uh, is jess God. hasn't seen this one and me and jay have been <laughs> after her to it. watch this shit because it's insane <laughs> it is the freakiest looking sex scene i ever seen what is it called? Brand new cherry flavor. Brand yes. new cherry flavor show on Netflix. Yes, and uh, that is crazy. That is wild, and that's in a show. That is on yeah. a Netflix show. That is, we didn't even have to Google that. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I. There's no such thing as like cable anymore, so everything's kind of a free for all. It's whatever you know. Yeah. Anything kind of goes now, so. Yeah. Which is good. I kind of like that a little bit. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> well i don't know what that is but i'll now I have to great now well, i'm gonna have to watch so it. <laughs> so listen well so listen my husband gets these weird memes or porn clips or whatever from guys he's worked with in the past because men are really disgusting and pigs and they send each other the most gross shit i've ever seen and one time there was a corn incident on there and we'll just say i was like first of all she had to have an enema with black beans oh, first. <laughs> and second of all, I don't think she would have eaten it if it wasn't food. Like, I just... oh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna grow up. <laughs> no, uh, there's a reason I don't eat corn anymore. <laughs> oh God, y'all, I can't do it. And are we are we on the sex or the horror side of this podcast I think right it's now? A little that's, of both I, that's right what now. I'm curious about. <laughs> I guess there's a lid for every pot. It's if 
as my grandma used to say. <laughs> but I really hope some of the lids don't ever try to come near my pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say uh, after that particular video because I saw some crazy shit that his friends were messaging. After that one, I was like, I don't want to ever see any of the videos they send you anymore. Oh goodness, <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. I don't care. They can send you all the naked bitches and whatever they're doing to themselves. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't need to see um, things that are going to scar me for life. But I mean, I've seen enough regular shit that's going to scar me for life. So I guess whatever. I, I can't really say. And then some things I think would I'm like, oh, that's weird or gross. And I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't so bad. So yeah, that's happened uh, too. Yeah, yeah. For sure. that's the. Uh, uh, Chantel, that would be like the time where I see this guy peeing on himself and be like, oh my god, I'm so disgusted right now. And then I realize, hey, wait a minute, let me scroll back up and check this out again. <laughs> but it was it was only it was because he was in he was enjoying it so much. Like the idea it was the noises, it was the sound. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. I remember you <laughs> confessing that on live on the podcast. <laughs> Hoping nobody but Julio was listening to that episode. <laughs> whole thing was sound right it's that asmr yeah 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 hey that might be a thing we could do group project just to like make money on the side we should get some of that going if i can record it but i can't listen back to it because i get super wigged out by it because that's one thing jay will send to me sometimes like people eating stuff i'm like stop i can't listen to people (gasps) it's fucking gross it is so annoying that's one of my things that irritates me when i can hear somebody eating isn't that weird (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's it's gross to listen to for me and i have sensory shit anyway so i'm like no no i don't think so um uh-huh. but yeah so she sends me shit like that all the time she's like oh well you know what jess loves people <laughs> eating stuff she loves videos of rats and people eating stuff listen and I, I when i used to work at the wild collection one of the um owners he could not stand fingernail clippings i don't know why he just couldn't take fingernail clippings. So one time I saved up a little vial of fingernail clippings and I gave it to him. Oh my Ew. goodness. And he was like, eh, this is so creepy. And then he's like, it's kind of, it's kind of cool, but it's really gross. <laughs> There's so, gotta be a limit for everybody, I guess. <laughs> fingernails it, gotta be it. Yeah. It's got to be something, I guess. I don't know. It reminds me of that episode of Buffy when um, her roommate was cutting her toenails and she was measuring them. She's like, they're still growing after she's cut them for two days or something. Yes. She she loves Celine Dion and that. She's a Celine Dion fan. And she's actually a demon. So I identify with that episode quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to tell you, Jess is a huge Celine Dion fan. Um yeah so in her life i have one time and it was right before the pandemic so celine was the last thing i saw no that's not true but it was one of the last things i saw before the lockdown happened Mm. and i got drunk and well okay i was drinking i wasn't drunk but i fell down in discovery green and broke my knee at Celine so it was really fun trying to explain that um and there I was. I remember the next day, like my knee was all swollen up and stuff, and I was like, "But I didn't care because the power of Celine healed me. It healed me." <laughs> and um, and Jay was like, "Well, that's what you get for fucking going to Celine Dion. You get your leg broken. I don't want to tell you." Like, well, 
Also Only one of the accomplishments of, of Jess, she just recently won a cook-off against restaurants for her gumbo. I did. Wow. Yes, I did win a gumbo cook-off. It was my Top Chef Padma Lakshmi moment. Oh, so, uh, it was really fun. Yeah, we cooked up some gumbo in February. Um, I do like to cook. I love to cook. I like cooking shows. Uh, I like trying weird stuff. I I ate some balls last summer. Some Wait. balls? You ate some yeah. balls last? I did. I went to um, I went to Amarillo <laughs> to go to. There's a the canyon up there, the Palo Duro Canyon, which is really beautiful um, canyon. And there's a restaurant called the Big Texan in Amarillo that's right off the interstate. And <laughs> they serve uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. And I had never had them before. And I was like, excuse me, what? what is it? They're like, oh, it's Rocky Mountain oysters. I'm like, oh, it's testicles. Okay. Hey! I, will, I will have an order, please. And I was like, okay, how's this going to go? How's this going to be either disgusting or what the fuck? So I, they're deep fried. I bit into it. And I thought they were punking me because I honestly thought it was an oyster. Like it tasted, it just didn't taste like, like the sea, like briny or fishy or anything. It, but it had the exact consistency of an oyster, and it was delicious. Like this is, who's this is testicles? These <laughs> testicles are delicious. Whose testicles? Balls, like uh, bull balls. Bulls. Bulls testicles. Yeah. Oh, okay. So hmm. they were deep fried. They had a beautiful ranch sauce accompanying them, or a cocktail sauce. And I woke up the next morning thinking about those balls. I was like, you know what? I'd like to have those <laughs> balls again, but I'd like to have it with a remoulade sauce. And so for about, I don't know, a month or so, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about balls. I'm like, I don't know why more people don't eat testicles. Testicles are delicious. I don't know why people avoid eating testicles. They're great. And Jay was like, if I have to hear one more thing, just let me eat balls. She likes to put balls in her mouth. And if I have to hear one more fucking thing about you eating balls, I don't go, I'm gonna scream. I'm like, well, I love balls. They're delicious. No, they just not. go to a taco truck because they serve goat balls all the time. Oh, point me in the direction because I'll eat it. <laughs> I don't even care. But it was I'm good. bringing an order on Friday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I have no shame. But yeah, I was like, well, that's the first time I've ever enjoyed a ball in my mouth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jess enjoys severing penises, so y'all, y'all can have a really good system there. She severs and you. Jay, yeah. She. Oh, does- what did I say? You said Jay. Jess. Yeah, Jay Mazer. Uh, I meant. Jay Mazer does love to sever a penis. Um, yeah. And so yeah, we'll you would think that would work out. You would think that would work out. Like, well, I'll take the balls. She'll take the penis. Yeah. Do that. I but I would do something useful, which is like I'll recycle them by eating them. So <laughs> I'm go. fine with it. But yeah. I, I, I forgot like, to that was tell my you guys. Apocalyptic strategy. I'm like, I'll just eat balls. Right. <laughs> Yo, Jess. The way I am feeling right now, I'm right there with you. When apocalypse goes down, call me. We going around and hunting balls. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's hunt balls. I mean, yeah. that doesn't kill a person. Like you can take the balls and keep them around. We're you know, it might, make, it might make the apocalypse a lot easier, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> just gotta heat up the machete just right. Yeah, but heat it. 
Well, so why that, are we heat, why are we heat, we're, we're cauterizing yeah. at the same time? Yeah, I mean, we need people to build shit for us and take care. Like, we need people with muscles, right? I don't we'll want to like rebuild a city first. Any <laughs> holes we need dug or shit we need lifted hard, like get them to do it first, and then we'll take it. Just like bye. Yeah. So that's maybe I not think where I wanted next... to go with a woman empowerment thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that could be the next evolution of our revolution of equality if you want to roll you have to lose your balls well i have nothing i want to say i i will say i have nothing <laughs> against men um but i will say that bull balls are delicious so don't put those in front of me and expect me not to eat them I mean, okay I, i'll eat them but i don't want to like hurt any, i don't want to hurt anybody well i want to hurt some people but not most people all so. right Je- jess has put her disclaimer out there Liz. disclaimer Right, because I'm trying to sell a charity, and so yeah. I'm like, by the way, uh, I don't, I don't hate men or anything. I, but I do like to eat a testicle. She's winking at us though, but you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't hate men so. or anything. Wink, wink. I'm winking back too. Neither do I. Uh, I have no problems. Uh-uh. <laughs> Misogyny really and patriarchy is the bomb. Wink, wink. <laughs> Not to that. Not to misogyny and patriarchy. If you're going to come out with that, I will eat your balls. But if you just want to be chill, if you want to be cool and like be part of the solution, not part of the problem, then keep your balls. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure Unless you're like, my cat. I'm sure my cat there's like one or, one or two that are, are non uh, misogynist or patriarchal. One or two at least. Well, you know, yeah. that's a, we were talking about it on the, on the release party. That's a form of activism, raising good humans, right? So if you have sons, talk to them about mm, being, very being true. cool people. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, we don't have to teach our daughters to take care of themselves so much. I mean, we do. Everybody has to take care of themselves. But yeah. we also have to teach our sons how to just be good humans. Absolutely. That's how know. you break the cycle. I, let me tell I you, this, the secret weapon of the man is that mean bitch who backstabs women. There's that mean bitch. You know <laughs> what I mean? That mean you bitch needs to be taught. There's always, there is always that character. I agree with you. Like, I don't know if you guys saw um, Black, um, not Black Mass. What am I saying? The Netflix with the vampires. What is, what is it? Oh gosh, I can't remember. We talked about it on the show. Mass, uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight, Midnight Mass. Mass. Midnight Mass. I'm not sure why I was saying Black Mass. I Black Hole, probably, because that show so, Black Hole. Yeah, so, on Netflix. Um, Black Mass, so that. Uh, Midnight Mass. Mass. So you know like the worst character in that whole show is that bitch that yes. orchestrates all the shit yeah she's mm-hmm. she's a hateful see you next tuesday and yeah. it's like you want to like really you're, yeah. you're you're gonna do this really it's always one of those it's always yeah. um like uh i like cults and shit a lot so yeah. i love like jim jones and all i don't love jim jones but i'm really interested in serial killers and cults and stuff <laughs> So the woman, the woman that perpetuates the patriarchy yeah. being worse yes. than patriarchy themselves and the men. Yeah, I agree. There are definitely like, those. Yeah. Like really? You're like, you're gonna really But that's raising daughters to be silent, to accept the way things are and not question. So change that about your daughters. Yeah, I mean, my worth is not determined by what anybody else thinks of me. I, yeah. I it's what I think of me. My worth is what I think of me. So man, woman, or one of these fat ass cats, it doesn't matter. Like I determine my worth. So I don't really want to be held 
to anybody else's standard but my own. So, you know, I think, yeah, we teach, we teach everybody to just be a good human and, you know, have some have some balls. Don't back mm-hmm. people that are shitbags. Yeah. Hey, Jessica, um, I don't know whether this can be considered post-pandemic, uh, but let's say that we're we're not in lockdown anymore. So, but we had a long period of time where we were, and and 2020 is kind of like <clears throat> faded, and then 2021 is kind of a blur. We're in 2022 now, but because of what we went through in 2020 and 2021, do you feel like you changed in any way? Are you fundamentally changed? Like, what about you is different, if anything? Um, yeah, I think post pandemic, I am more conscious of um relationships and how important they are to me i i didn't think too much about it before Mm -hmm. but um i mean i live alone so during the worst of the lockdown i only went to work and came home went to work and came home and i saw very few people because even at work most people were not there and we had to keep social distance so i miss that connection with a bunch of friends of mine um that i I don't know that I took it for granted. I just didn't foster it the way I would have wanted to foster it. So those personal things are more important to me. Um, I kind of also take a sense out of it that we just don't learn. I mean, I did a lot of reading about previous pandemics, like the flu pandemic of 1918 and humans and even like the black plague and people just never learn. It's the same shit, different century. Mm -hmm. And that really, it made me have like a darker view of things that I want really sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if we never learn what the fuck, like <laughs> how are we supposed to ever like get out of this shit? And the, I guess the answer is we don't, that's kind of nihilistic, but um, yeah. I, I think that I come out of it with a little bit more dark uh, if that was possible. So you're a little but... more pro like serial killer now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a lot and well, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, well, I mean, things didn't go far enough south because I have a list. Like I have a manifesto <laughs> that if shit gets real, like if shit gets to the Walking Dead level, right. there's a lot of people who better watch their fucking back. Like, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of, I almost bought a shotgun. I'm just saying, I better get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we kind of started talking about that a little bit in our last episode. You're actually our first guest since we've returned from our hiatus, but Ooh. we've been just yapping our amongst ourselves for like two or three episodes prior to, the, well, three, I think, prior to this. And the last episode, we didn't plan it, but we just got into kind of like um, paradigm shifts or mindset shifts that we've undergone or maybe i or maybe it was just me i can't remember chantel if it was just me that was doing all that yapping or if you had part in it too but so i was just curious about that jess you know if collectively we're all kind of looking towards a different type of society like the the mass exits from from uh working uh, around the clock and being in the office more people are wanting to work remotely now uh because we got used to that and seeing how, okay, everything still functions just fine. We just don't have a two-hour commute every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're also kind of pulling away from this whole, because some people worked all the way through the pandemic and other people had some breaks here and there. So you have these people like, look, I am tired of working to death. You know, we're yeah. literally killing ourselves. And then, so there's just so many different things that 
if you look at it, really look at it, could be positives to take away from the pandemic. Um, yeah. No, maybe. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Positive is viewpoint on relationships for me and how important people are to me that you know I need in my life all the time and I took for granted being able to go out and do things and I mean we live in Houston it's a huge ass city there's tons to do all the time and then there was nothing and you're I'm like okay how am I going to exist and I got used to but I got more comfortable on the good side too I got more comfortable with being by myself which I was already pretty comfortable doing that it's not really a problem Mm -hmm. but I always had something to look forward to. I always had a plan for the Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And when you're like, okay, well, my plan for Saturday is to go pick up groceries at HEB and then come back home. I mean, that's not as interesting as like, oh, I was going to an art exhibit in the Heights. Um, and and you have to be okay with that because I grew up that way. I mean, I grew, up, I grew up very poor in a rural area and there wasn't shit all to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know where I got all this mess about, oh, I got to be going here and going there or whatever. I mean, like, there wasn't even a movie theater within 40 miles of my house growing up. So I didn't even have that shit to, to and we didn't have cable either. So we just had like an antenna. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I'm not one to need a lot of TV stimulation or anything like that. So I got comfortable with that. I got comfortable with doing more art, you know, and just being mm-hmm. creative. Um, yeah, I wouldn't same. say I was productive in writing. I haven't been super productive, but mm-hmm. um, that, but the bad side is I got a little bit darker and I got a little bit more shitty about people. Um, I got, I've gotten a lot more like arguments in grocery stores with people. Like when people didn't want to wear masks and act like they had yeah. sense. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you don't give a shit about anybody else but yourself. I mean, yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. I come with always like that. So I, don't keep <laughs> I keep calling it the mass exit. But I, what I'm trying to say is the great resignation. I think that's the word, yeah. the, the phrase that they've used. The mass exit kind of comes in with people that are saying, you know what? I'm tired of what's going on here in the U.S. and I want to go to another country where I have health care and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of those discussions come up, too, where the price of everything is going up here. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can spend USD and it goes further. That's something I keep seeing. Mm-hmm. For me, it was also a matter of just as someone who's constantly going, 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 constantly working, working, working. I make a conscious effort to rest now. Uh, when the pandemic hit, that was one of the first times that I actually was just still like I could just sit down and binge watch a show and not feel like I was wasting time or um, that I know something else has something else I got to do is due right now and I got to get it done right now or else, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I have just really and, and once that started. I find myself going more and more and more down that path of, you know what? I'm tired of being a work mule. And I, this self-care that we keep talking about is like, is no longer just a suggestion or a good idea. It is something that is mandatory and, and resting is just as critical as working. And so I try to make sure that I, I am chilling a whole lot more relaxing and even if, and because I, these are old habits for me, I've been a workaholic since I was 16. Um, it's one of those things, and, and there are trauma responses. I realize that now also, because I've done a lot of work, you know, on myself mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually and all that. But <laughs> just in general, I'm rambling again, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> in, no, it's pretty good. In yeah. general, I'm thinking, okay, it's time to 
okay, when I feel myself getting back into that pattern again, well, hold up, I'm working, work, whoa, chick, slow down. We're not that person anymore. We are not scrambling. We are not running. We are not running ourselves into the ground. In fact, what we're going to do instead is take a nap. You yeah. know, so I'm I'm making conscious decisions to do that now consciously, even when I get back into those patterns again. And so that that is the probably the, the best thing for me that's happened from the pandemic that's awesome yeah it's you know really I, cool to hear. I hadn't thought about when we were talking last time and I don't know why I didn't think about it I think you know when it first happened I I as you both know I'm social like yeah I could I could go to I, and I'm I'm very well at being like the butterfly that can float around in every every single group from the goth group to the headbanger group to the you yeah. know preppy people to the pop you know pop soap people to the you know misfit toys people i can go every which way and just like you know find something to chit chat with people so it was really weird for me to be on my own like that and i think i got more spiritual you know i definitely got more into my um my uh witchy ways yeah and i my husband actually helped me find my he's like if you could do something anything like what do you miss that brought you joy and i was like well Honestly, I haven't played drums in forever and I I loved it. Like that was creating music is not the same as when you hear it because you are making that sound. And I really loved that when I was young Mm -hmm. and he bought me my drums. Like he's like, let's go get them. That's awesome. Yeah. And that has definitely taken off. And I mean, we've gotten, we've gone from one drum set to multiple guitars to two basses. And now I'm getting back into singing and I have my little ukulele that I can play and I'm writing music again, like writing songs. And it's just like, I forgot that that part of me was even there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it, we we got to reconnect back to the, the sides of us that have been suppressed from this capitalistic work yourself into the ground mentality. Yeah. This hustle. I can't, I cannot say this and I, <laughs> I always fuck it up. Hustle culture. <laughs> yeah. The hustle. The hustle I mean, is real. <laughs> yeah. If there's a part of me that is like, okay, I wish I was good at that. Um, but then there's the other part of me that's like, guess what? You can't hustle enough. I don't know how much you think you're gonna hustle, but you're not gonna be Jennifer Lopez in that movie where she's hottest <laughs> fuck stripping on that pole. Like you can't hustle that much. Well, you the can't thing, hustle. You, you know can't what? hustle your way to J Lo. Yeah, but you know, even even when it comes to that hustling, like you were never, you're never gonna be able to out hustle yourself. Like it's always another hustle, always. That's mm-hmm. what I and I and I said this probably a couple of times. So anybody who listens to more than one episode of our podcast has probably heard this before. But uh, I realized at one point that if I had eight hours. In a, if I had eight days in a week or 25 hours in a day, I would just spend it working. I'd fill that time with working. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, oh, okay, well, I have more time now. I have more time to rest. And, and, but no, I, that just means that it would just be more time that I spent hustling. Like you were never going to do enough. There's always something else that you're going to have to work towards. And, you know, I think too, the hustle is a young woman and man's game. It's, it's the younger person's game. As I got older, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to the five Oh. And as I've gotten older, I don't want to hustle that much anymore. 
doesn't it's yeah. not as fun as it used to be. It was a thrill, you know. It was like, yeah. oh shit, let me drop this ball real quick and see how far it gets to the ground before I, you know I have to grab it and it doesn't hit. You know what I mean? Like that that that's like some deep hustling. I used to be a big hustler. Like I was all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's probably the the biggest argument for ageism too. You know, when it comes to having hiring uh, older people. You know, it's like, okay, well, you don't have the energy of a 20, 30-year-old now, so we're not going to hire you because you're just, you're going to be too tired. You don't have the energy to keep up with it. Right. But, you know, that's just it. There's different types of hustle. Now, it's the intellectual hustle. Right. Right. It's time to work smarter, not harder. Exactly. And I mean, maybe, like, unpopular opinion, because I mean, I think it's important to work hard and, you know, don't you know don't take things for granted work hard to get what you want but guess what you can't work hard enough like if you think that you can go from being like me right now to elon musk you can't like like your ass can't do that you cannot get there from there you can get to some measure of success but if you think that like all it takes to be elon musk or to be anybody that's famous and rich and to be whoever i don't give a shit who it is oprah uh kim kardashian i don't give a fuck who you say it takes a lot more than just hard work to get there oh yeah you cannot do it it's especially if there's rigged and if there's fame involved you're not getting there with a soul baby i'm sorry (laughs) no i mean i mean but that doesn't mean you shouldn't work hard for what you want that doesn't mean like okay well i should do a good job and try hard i feel like i should i'm just saying like okay i'm realistic about where that's gonna get me yeah, I mean, yeah, we we could we could uh, unpack all the different op- um, oppressive uh, things that some people have to go through, also, and then yeah, are mm-hmm. are usually in survivor mode. So you know, yeah, yeah, it's all it's just all about you know what the opportunity. If you see an opportunity, you know, like, am I going to take that opportunity? The guy walked off. The cash register's open. There's about five hundred dollars right there. Should I take that opportunity, or should I say, eh, maybe not? You know and, what I mean? Yeah, and everybody's in different places, you know. So where I am right now, in my mind, isn't for everybody. It's just it's right. for me, and it's validating for whomever is here in the same place. And you're looking for somebody to say, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel the same way. I went through the same thing, you know. And everybody's not. Everybody's in different places. Some people, That's right. if you are just hitting twenty, then you might, you know feel like well it's time for me to hustle so go for it you know and you should be <laughs> you're at the height of you're at the height of the game as far as everybody else concerned it's never going to get much better for you trust me yeah <laughs> especially if you're female too. especially if you're female because gravity <laughs> yo if you are female oh, man. if you're female 20 and beautiful you better go work that you better go work no work your ass open an account a savings account that you can't touch to your 30 or 40 and just throw that bad money in there, that sinful money you're making. <laughs> and then you'll be okay when you hit your 50s. <laughs> I don't I don't mean work a whole bunch of stuff you don't like doing. Go pursue your passion right now. Right yeah, now. Absolutely. No, for I, sure. I had to go back and tell myself something. Um, in time, if I had a time machine, I'd be back and be like, don't. Don't do that. Go do what you want to do. Like, yes. Trust your gut. Yes. Trust your gut. Get the Get the mfa and creative writing or whatever you'll be much mm-hmm. happier you might be poor but um you'll be much happier so trust that's exactly and that's exactly I would the too. truth 
I would know. too. I, I would do things completely different. I mean, but I listen. I mean, I think we listened to too many other people in our lives besides what we knew, what we really wanted. Yes. And I'm telling people all the time now, do not listen to anybody tell you. If you already have a desire, you already have a passion in your heart, follow that. Don't let, don't let anybody talk you down from what you know you want to do. Yeah. Because you'll be like me. Money <laughs> doesn't always <laughs> equal happiness. Except then you'll have, you know, student loan debt to go with it. And then yeah. you'll still be doing exactly what you wanted to do passionately to begin with. Yeah, I think uh, find a way. I mean, that's not always possible for everybody. And that's easy to say, but harder to execute. But, you know, being happy, being, and I think that really is the pandemic lesson is like, okay, being happy and safe is hard and it's critical. And we need, I need to figure out how I get there from here. How do I stay this way? Um, Yeah. And safe emotionally, and safe mentally, and safe physically—it's it's all important. Um, yeah. But I mean, if the apocalypse goes down, there's people who are definitely not safe. Like, <laughs> like that's the purge situation. Like, if the purge became reality, I'd be like, uh, I'm not afraid of anyone. <laughs> well, we'll all meet in my house to build souls. And then we'll go out with our guns. Girl, I'm going underground. I can't wait. Like, I've, I've, was, I've been waiting for the doomsday to finally hit. And I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> that it hadn't yet. I wanted all systems to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why can't the electricity and stuff go? I mean, like, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'll figure it out. Like, I watch survival yeah. shows. <laughs> I love that shit. So you know, but I think I'm a badass, but I probably would just die. So it's Yeah, well, my issue is, is that I know how to survive. Like, I got all the knowledge on how to do it. But the, the problem is, would I want to? Like, if I got to struggle and go through all that, and we got zombies out there or people that are trying to... To, to get you because you did prepare and you have food stored up and I gotta I you know I might just be like you know what forget it I just, think you just, just have to find me. that ruthlessness within um, you know what I'm Scorpio I can't wait to shoot some motherfuckers I'm just <laughs> telling you right now shoot them stab them hang them strangle got- them whatever you can do you, you just move, move on to the next one <laughs> I got a list I'm gonna find a little bus I'm gonna get some duct tape tape people up take them on the bus to the grand canyon i'm gonna pitch them off one at a time oh my god you we're gonna feel it to the top you have a plan <laughs> i can't wait that's gonna be awesome it's um, gonna be at the bottom of that also, pit it's gonna be I'll a lot of you, white republicans you know. males for her <laughs> i'll take your balls first because balls are delicious so. <laughs> <laughs> well jess uh thank you for coming back on with us again um, i would enjoy it so I, much I know- we we covered different things than we did the first time when we, we spoke very specifically about your books and everything. But in closing, tell everybody where they can find your work and your charity anthology. And Yeah, so our charity anthology is through LDM Publishing. Um, and you can find it on Amazon or wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, um, basically any place. And we're working on getting it in libraries and, um, you know, local bookstores, wherever we can get it. So supports the National Women's Law Center, fundamental change in the systems. And that's what we're all about, supporting the change. Awesome. And and if they want to check out some of your individual personal work? Yeah, I have a website, uh, jessicarainey.net, I believe. I always mess that up, but you can find me. I also do, okay, this is the nerdiest thing ever, but it's a whole lot of fun. I do um, writer Dungeons and Dragons on Monday night on Twitch. They, they live stream it and 
just, I mean, relevant to this crowd, all of my characters are named after STD medications. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's that's whatever. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. I'm on I'm on there with a whole bunch of writers, and it's really fun and a great way to interact with people. So you can catch me there. You can catch me on Facebook. Um, and hopefully, I'll have a new book coming out at the end of the year. Hopefully, we'll see. Nice, I love it. All right, awesome. well, thank you, Ch- uh, Chantel. Do you have any parting words? No, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to be good. I'm, you know, we have a guest on. I have to behave. Yeah, it's been... me. And I yeah, know well. you. <laughs> All right. Well, hope to see you again out there, Jess. Um, well, uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. All right. See y'all. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.